Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey fam, I'm Jada Pinkett Smith, and this is the Red Table Talk podcast. All your favorite episodes from the Facebook Watch Show in audio. Produced by Westbrook Audio and iHeartRadio. Please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. We are coming to the table with an important warning. Cyber stalking has hit home from my family. He actually came to my house and broke in while we were away. He was a pedophile. That was scary. My niece Jade is being tormented. She was just basically threatening me, stalking me for the past eight plus years. Since COVID, this alarming issue has risen over 700%. The amount of information that can be used to target somebody is overwhelming. I got a random message saying, I've got naked pictures of you. They sent extremely dangerous people mm. to my home to do unspeakable harm to my family. Wow. Well, the first thing, the most important thing you can do is... Oh! Woo. You just cracked the case yeah. wide open from my mind. We are sharing a frightening incident that's recently happened in our family. You had a situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cyber stalking turned into real life. Stalking. Yeah. I'm used to people saying things online. I'm used to having thousands and thousands of people with not very good things to say. I've been cyberbullied for my whole life. Right. Cyberstalking is a little bit more insidious and scary because it's like checking the geotags on your photos. And they're like, where do they go for their Christmas vacations? Where do they go with their family when they're over here? They're watching all of your social media accounts mm -hmm. to see what your movements are. 
And this guy was doing that to me. And he was doing that to me for a couple years, actually. He basically got my patterns mm -hmm. during December when right. we were gone for family vacation. Right. He actually came to my house and broke in while we were away. Yeah. Crazy, crazy times, crazy on stuff. Posting up, waiting for you to come home. Yeah. We found crazy. a little camp behind the house. Thank God I wasn't there. That was scary. It was scary. We caught him. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There was footage on the that cameras. One. That was a physical trespassing yeah. situation. Yeah, and he had priors. Mm -hmm. His priors were scary. Um, he was a pedophile. So I ended up having to go to court and testify about it. They only gave me, like, a certain amount of time for a restraining order. I wanted to extend it, but for some reason they said that I couldn't, and I would have to testify again. I would mm. have to come back to court again. Well, the good thing is he is in custody, so... How did you feel going back to your home, though? Did you feel, um, <laughs> besides just feeling violated, were you fearful? Um, I mean, yeah, I was. But my mind is very extreme. Mm -hmm. And so it was almost like, okay, like, you're going to be scared, just leave then. It's either leave or stay. There's no in-between. We went in and shored everything up. We shored it up. We got you loaded and protected. Once they got all the evidence that they needed from inside, we had to take all the stuff out the refrigerator because we were afraid maybe he put something in the drinks or in mm -hmm. her food to knock her out. Or, you know, like we had to go through everything, toothpaste, everything, everything in the house had to go. Now, see, I wouldn't have thought about oh, toothpaste. Oh, yeah, no, we and... went, yeah, we did. We went in events. We did all, like, because we didn't know if he put cameras up. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we didn't, right. we had to, like, really, like, strip the whole house down. We shored her up strongly. Did you find the police to be helpful in this or? Um, um, I mean. From a mother's point of view, I'd say yes, because they caught him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. They were on it. Now, I'm not happy with the laws. I'm hoping at some point laws can be strengthened in regards to cybersock. Yeah. Technology is advancing very, very fast, faster than law enforcement can keep up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The stuff that people can get away with and not have any consequences is yeah. crazy. 100%. Yep. My niece Jade is being tormented by a cyber stalker. As an influencer, Jade makes a living by having a strong presence on social media. Jade says for years, someone has been making her life miserable, tracking her every move online, harassing her constantly, tagging her friends, boyfriend, and exes, making upwards of 50 comments per day. As soon as Jade blocks her, a new account appears. This weaponization of social media has devastated her. And she doesn't know how to make it stop. This is serious. It's serious business out there for everybody. Yeah, so they started to tag my ex-boyfriend and my current boyfriend on all my pictures, all my family's pictures, my business-related, all my partnerships that I have with brands, going to different people's pages, and just tagging, saying the most hurtful things. My boyfriend at the time, he plays football, and they started tagging his teammates mm -hmm. on his page and all his stuff. And, and just was, saying stuff like what? Basically just wishing that my mom would have swallowed me instead Ooh. of having me. Saying oh. that, like, you know, like... Really hurtful things. Yeah, degrading things like, oh, you're a hoe, you're passed around, mm. you're a liar. Just trying to destroy me. We have some of the messages sent to you. 
You've been passed around from locker room to locker room, dumb groupie ho. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. You need to get ran through by athletes to take oh. care of you when your parents not doing it. The oh. biggest hoe in the city. Mm-hmm. And this is every single day. I kind of had an idea of who it could be because I only had like two friends when I was young and my grandpa Rob, so he passed away when I was in high school. They're making... So many fake accounts using his name, saying Robsol's rolling over in his grave, Um, Robsol is disappointed in you. And just so you guys know, Robsol's my father. Right. Willow's granddad, Gammy's ex. So they knew him, and nobody else knew him. Right. So hurtful. Mm -hmm. And scary, because, like, my dead grandfather. Who would know who my grandpa is? Yeah. So then my family... Hired a private investigator. Wow. Once they found out who it was, I was like, wow. It was a girl that I was best friends with growing up. She was always in competition, had Mm. to be the best. All the boys had to like her. I remember her. Yeah. I know her. I I remember her. As we got older, I kind of just realized she wasn't a good person. She moved away. And I kind of just forgot about her. Yeah, you, you know? guys just exactly. drifted apart, which happens. Right. Well, in relationships. Did I know she was stalking me and my family, all my friends' profiles for the past eight plus years. <laughs> and literally eight plus eight years. Eight plus years. How many fake accounts do you think she, that she had? Oh, now 500 plus. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, it was ridiculous. When I would block an account, she would come back literally five minutes and make another account saying, oh, I can do this all day. And I'm just like, it just got worse. And the more I ignored her, the worse it got. So when did it get heightened? Once the pandemic started, Mm. it was like, like, it was just too much time for someone. And she just, I think, exploded and couldn't contain her emotions and her feelings. I think she was making things up in her head Mm. that I did these things to her just because I didn't want to be her friend anymore. I found out that she moved out here, back out into Cali Mm. after eight plus years of not being here. And now she's 15 minutes down the road. And I'm like, wait, what? No. And then she reached out to me and she was just basically threatening me. Have you confronted her yet? I have. I've confronted her and I let her know I knew who it was. Did she she deny it? She admitted it. Mm. I was just like, let's sit down. She didn't want to sit down. She didn't want to talk. So you were just deeply desperate. Desperate to just end it. It's really difficult when your social media is the main source of, like, how you get your brand deals, your income, your career. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this girl is just trying to completely sabotage everything. And it's still happening to me. I'm still... Wow. Even after confronting her, it's still going on. Even after confronting her, I found out that she worked with kids. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. You work with kids and you're doing this to me every single day. Did you ever go to the police? I tried to get a restraining order and it was just devastating to hear that there was absolutely nothing I could do. It was just yeah. so much that was wearing down on me, taking a toll on your mental, your your heart. How did you stay out of the space of just wanting to get revenge? Like, you just mm. want to go and, like, throw <laughs> yeah. a brick through their window yeah. or something, you know? No, seriously. You <laughs> I know, yeah, I'm with you. 
Yeah, I was about to pull up. <laughs> I'm like, we, this is we not right. I have right. to do something. Like, I ha- I can't just sit here and just be okay with this. Yeah. And that's why I just want to stress the importance of seek help, talk mm-hmm. about it. Like, you're not alone. Exactly. So, Flynn Adams, daughter of legendary actress Jane Seymour, has been traumatized by cyber stalkers who exposed her home address online which led to dangerous strangers showing up at her door. Now she's devoted her life to stopping it from happening to anyone else. Wow. Hi, Flynn. Welcome. (laughs) Yeah, so in my situation, I made a very critical mistake that I think a lot of people can relate to, which is not accounting for how quickly unmanaged abuse incidents, like the ones that you're experiencing, Mm. can escalate into very, very real threats of violence. I was working as a very high-ranking executive at at a large technology company. There were two people in particular. They were in my universe enough Uh, to where they knew enough about me to make uh, the attack dangerous. And they went right into creating fake accounts pretending to be me, um, my husband, other family members, even our businesses. Wow. One day they went so far as to post our our home address as a place where they they advertised, sorry, it's it's hard to get through. Yeah. They impersonated... uh, me and my family in such a way that they suggested that my home was a place to go to to facilitate certain fantasies. Mm, um, okay. Got it. No. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, got it. They sent extremely dangerous people to my home mm. to do unspeakable harm to, to me and, and to my family. So, I mean, wow. I can absolutely re- relate to the yeah. fear. Yeah. When you are woken up to this reality of, oh my gosh, somebody I don't know has intentionally weaponized a piece of technology to do harm to me. It wasn't something that I had actually considered before that happened. I had direct contact to security heads, to uh, legal heads at these platforms where this was happening, mm-hmm. to very high-ranking members of law enforcement, federally and locally, yeah. and very little was done. <laughs> wow. And to this day, uh, my situation has yeah. not been resolved, not, not in a meaningful way. What really scared me the most and sort of, you know, stopped the, the current trajectory of my life was this fear that, you know, what are you supposed to do to actionably protect right. yourself? Right. right. Did you find out who the perpetrator I was? Did. And were you able to stop it? No. Um, it's it's complicated because of, of the way that law and technology haven't quite caught up with each no. other yet. Yeah. It's a feedback loop. You go to law enforcement, law enforcement tells you to go to the platform. The platform tells you to go back over here. Vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. just don't understand. Yeah. They just they just don't get it. I even had a judge tell me that uh, if I didn't like what the people said about me on the internet, I, I shouldn't have a computer. Oh. And I thought, like, what? <laughs> what we're learning is that abuse itself is subjective. You know, Ooh. everybody experiences. That's so true. Ooh. Yeah. They're, okay, mm. wait, I'm sorry. That was the crux of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the core. Yeah. That yeah. was the core of That's it. That's subjective. Abuse is subjective. That is, to me, the key mm. of why these things aren't being resolved in, in the way that they should. Wow. Yeah. You just cracked the case wide <laughs> open from my mind. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, I mean, you really got me abuse together on that. It's subjective. But that's so important. Because yeah. you can't take it, you can't take it to court, you can't take it anywhere right. unless you understand the thing you're addressing. Have you had an opportunity to confront the people that have been doing this? I never would. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's, it's a different level of danger. So uh, you're brave on your part, yeah, no, but you always have to be either. be careful. Like yeah. I wanted to reach out and say, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go! Yeah. 
so that was everybody around me telling me stop being communication with her. She's thriving off of it. She wants you to react. Yeah, right. exactly. Flynn, how did this experience impact your personal life? Permanently and forever and ever and ever for the worst. Um, I, oh I do goodness. my best to try to move beyond it, but the psychological damage, the emotional consequences yes. of this kind of behavior, mm -hmm. um, it yeah. has changed the way that I live. My house is the most secure thing that you've ever been in. Mm -hmm. um, I have 17 different devices that I use for mm -hmm. different things. It changed the way that I parent. I've become this kind of Gila monster. You know, I won't let him walk outside. I mean, even in our own backyard without wanting to know where he is. Yeah. It's sort of like uh, obsessive thinking. No. Um, yeah. no but that's really. what affected my marriage where I just, it, I could not stop thinking about it. Because it's yeah. PTSD. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. What would be some of your suggestions in regards to Jade's case. One, always, always, always be your own advocate. Never, ever, ever let anyone, not even law enforcement, a social media company, tell you that what you're experiencing shouldn't make you feel unsafe. That really is your decision. The most critical point is capturing what happened to you. Because the first, first most critical mistake that people make, I made it when, when I tried to resolve my situation, I had brought in screenshots, right? Which I thought, well, who, who doesn't bring in a right. screenshot? Yeah. But those are not cooperating substantial pieces of evidence. So text messages on your phone. Yes, if, you they, if they take your phone and they audit your phone, if, if it's from the device itself. But if you're screen grabbing things. I did that. <laughs> I have a, a whole photo album of all the messages, all the screenshots of... So that doesn't mean everything. anything. No. no. How do I know you didn't Photoshop the screen grab? Yeah. Right. Uh, so you can't ever delete the text messages from your phone. Because you never know when something is going to get worse. If I see something I don't like, I keep it. If you walked in there with, you know, 10,000 pages of, of captures, I mean, this is... This is a crime, by the way. I mean, this... No, I, I agree, and I People need that. to know you can't use screenshots. First yeah, that's huge. I really do think that we need a daily practices in digital safety as an ongoing, evolving course. The amount of information that can be used to target somebody is overwhelming. We worked with Flynn to create a photo that many parents are posting these days, especially as children are headed back to school. Tell us all the ways this photo is revealing personal information. Great time ABC celebrate. ice cream. So that's first problem. Okay. ABC ice, ice cream. Yeah, ABC yeah. ice cream is not good. That doesn't seem good. Joey's first, first day of, of sixth, sixth grade, grade with his favorite ice cream. At North his, Middle School. You're having so much anxiety right now. You're like, oh, no. His not soccer buddy, Billy. So he's going to the sixth grade. His name is Joey. He plays soccer, soccer and his best friend's name is Billy. And he goes to North Middle School. All of that information. Yep, you got it. <laughs> All of that information There's, right as there. As a general rule, you have to be conscious of a thing called the current now. Never, never, never tell anyone where you're at at the time exactly. that you're never, doing it. Yeah. Because right. if you are being never. stalked, um, just takes, yeah. And then also be aware of what's behind you. Is it, you know, yes. you're a picture of the rest of your family? Are you holding something? If your child is holding his favorite toy, you mention, you know, oh, this is Bobby's favorite bear, you know, whatever it's called, right? You have to be very careful, not just about the photo, but about the content. The more data you give, the, the more, more ammunition you you're put, giving you somebody can, right. to Pieces. attack you. Because all that information right there is anything that a pedophile would yeah. need 100%. to draw Joey or Billy, Billy 
into the car. Exactly. Yes. We're going to go to ABC Ice Cream and meet your mom there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Bobby's oh waiting God, for you. No, yeah, Bobby's, Bobby's waiting, waiting for, for you. No. Yeah. It happens like that in a second. And we see it so often with identifying information in photographs, whether it's, you know, telling people that you're on vacation or taking pictures even in your home, revealing pictures of of the children's room. So now I have insight into what your child likes, what they do, what their preferences are. It's so sad because the average person is just excited their kid is going to school. My nieces and nephews are posting pictures of their kids. They're, They're happy. They're back in school. They're showing pictures. Nobody is thinking about that. Which is why it's always so important to remember that accountability for dangerous behavior is a two-way street. Yeah. You have to be proactive yep. in your own practices. This is the kind of stuff. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, you got to really be aware of. I took that picture of you the other day and I zoomed it because I was like, wow, somebody could look at this and find figure, out, a, where figure out where you were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I made it super, super close so that it was just you and you couldn't tell anything about the background. And I caught it because I was like, wait a minute, this is very distinctive. If I looked at this picture and I wanted to know where she was, you could figure it I out. I could figure this out. It's incredibly dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. If you don't want something on the internet, don't, don't put, put it, it there. The and I will tell you this too. I'm a data scientist, so I love 
statistics. Data, right. yeah. We're beyond the point of people saying, well, just get off the platform. The world is connected in yeah. a way that it's never been connected before. Well, it's not a right. choice anymore. Like, yeah. You need social media in order to get your business to thrive. Exactly. exactly. It is part of our lives. Yeah. Flynn, I feel like you need to teach a class. I, I agree. <laughs> That's so important. Ashley Reynolds was a victim of an extreme type of cyber-stalking called sextortion. Blackmailed by a complete stranger, tricked and conned into sending naked photos. Ashley found herself at the center of one of the biggest sextortion cases in history. I've always been a normal kid. You know, I'm your everyday girl. Around 14 years old, I just finished my freshman year of high school. I got a random message saying, all caps lock in uh, subject line, I've got naked pictures of you, open yeah, this. No. And I was like, I've never sent a naked picture to like anyone. Like I grew up literally being like, goody two shoes. Right. So I brushed it aside and then I got another message from the same person and still brushed it aside. Then I was at my aunt's house and I get a text saying, you can't be ignoring me because you need to send me seven naked pictures or I'm going to send all of your friends these pictures. And I was like, you don't have anything of me. And so I put up a fight, but it got to the point where he got into my head, like psychologically, he was relentless and I kind of just gave in. And that's when the 14 year old inside of me thought I could just handle it. And I was like, fine, you know what? I'm gonna take these pictures. I'm gonna send it because that's what I thought would be the only way to get him off my back. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But like, I was 14. I have a completely different and you're mindset. Scared. Now. Yeah. And I like, you don't want to tell anyone because you're like, what if yeah. I get in? What if it's my I fault? I literally excused myself, went to the restroom. I was like, I'll send these pictures and yeah. be done. Yeah. Once Everyone. I sent those seven pictures, that's when I knew for a fact he had naked pictures of me. And that was where he got his leverage from. Yeah. So what started off with those seven naked pictures he wanted that first night that I actually complied, it actually turned into, I was sending over 60 naked pictures of myself every single night. It wasn't like every oh, once a week. It was every wow. single night. He had a list. It was to uh, cover your chest. It started. It starts off slow. Keep your shirt on. It turned into cover this and then expose yourself. Okay. And then it turns into like hearing and finding out things like I didn't even know existed that I had to do to myself. Oh, no. And so, yeah, and it was like, if I didn't send him what he wanted, he was going to basically send what he had to like my friends. And he showed that he would do it because he actually sent um, a couple pictures. Right. Yeah. Oh. And so I spent my 15th birthday in my bedroom with the door shut, taking pictures of myself. So he basically was telling you, I have pictures of you, mm -hmm. but if you don't send me more, mm -hmm. yeah. then I'm going to, to release so, yeah. the ones I have. Yeah, it got to the point where he started to want me to send him videos of myself mm -hmm. and like wanted me to like do wow. stuff that way. Were you just so afraid that you felt like you couldn't tell your parents? Yeah, I remember hearing on the news them saying like, you know, you could go to jail for sexting. And I was like, yes. so like, why would I want to come forward with anything? Yeah, with the, with, we don't understand. You get sucked in, you get the fear and the the stakes are so distorted. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, confused. you don't want your parents to see you in that light, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, And you feel like, dirty and cringe, you feel like, like, wait, if I say this, are they gonna like not even help me? It's more so of like not wanting my parents to see me like that. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. But when they first found out, I was at a Christian club type of thing. Mm -hmm. And my mom sends me a text and she's like, you're, me and your dad are picking you up right now. We get home and the family computer was in their bedroom. My mom goes, what's this? And I was like, 
And then I was crying because I was afraid that I was going to go to jail. Was there a part of you that was relieved that yeah, your parents... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Me? Yeah. And then my mom called the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children. Wow. They're the ones that got the FBI involved. I was the whistleblower on my case. So what started off was me thinking it's only happening to me. Mm-hmm. Over 350 girls he was doing this to. Yeah. I'm not the only one. 350 girls. And to this day, we've only been able to identify 119 of them. Wow. So there's over 200 girls who have no idea. They're probably getting married now and wondering, you know, is he right. going right. to come back? But get this. The youngest one that they've identified so far was only eight years old. Okay. Oh. No, 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 no. Eight no, years no, old. No, 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 no. Have they been able to no. catch this guy? Or they oh, just... he's, yeah. The first time I saw him was when we had our trial because they had a few of the victims speak. When they were sentencing him, we went to Jacksonville, Florida, and it's the orange jumpsuit, shackles. He had, like, slimy, long hair and... Yeah, it's so weird to be able to say I put someone in prison for 104 years. Nice. Wow. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. I'm like, pound it. Gotcha, girl. Yes. If you have a computer or a smartphone, Dr. Thomas Highslip, who worked with the Department of Defense, has critical information on how to protect yourself. You investigate cybercrime. Yes. Okay, amazing. So if this is happening to you, and you want to call the police, what exactly do you say? Yeah. The best thing you can do is go to the police station, get in an interview in person. Right. Don't just file a report online or call. Also take your devices with you. If you're using a cell phone or a computer or an iPad, bring those with you. If you don't have it, they say, okay, we'll look into it. If you have them right there, they can bring them in a laboratory and they have the information they need to start the investigation. Got it. And also say the magic words. A lot of people don't want to say they're scared for their life or that they feel threatened or they're seriously distressed by these actions. Say the words. If you call my office and you say, someone's bothering me and I keep making all these posts. It's just kind of annoying. So you're like playing it off. So if you're on the line and you've got 20 other cases to work, you're yeah. kind of like, all right, well, I guess just I file, file a report yeah, at IC3 right. and, and we'll get to it. But if you're in person, say, listen, this is really affecting me. I can't sleep at night. I, I yeah. need help. And that's the reality because yeah. you can't sleep at night. Right. It's affecting yeah. you. Even when you tell yourself it's not, you're thinking about it right. all the time. Mm-hmm. And finally, if it involves your child, bring your child. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it, it, it can be hard on the child, but also talking about it can help, right? right. It's a human problem now. Yeah. It's not a technology problem. And when it comes to law, we need a cybersecurity law or a, a cyber safety Like law. its own thing. Yeah. The laws have not kept up with technology. Exactly. They, they've gotten better and they've made some changes. Like recently, the federal statute for cyberstalking, they added severe emotional distress. So it mm-hmm. didn't have to be a threat against your life, mm-hmm. which helps. And so you can file your reports there with the Internet Crime Complaint Center at the FBI and the website's ic3.gov. With the work that I do now, I cannot unsee the things that I see on a daily basis, the things that human beings are, are willing to do and say to each other. Oh, man. We had a big case a couple years ago, a group in, in the South Carolina prison system. They were using one cell phone, but all day long, all they did was cyberstalk people wow. and try to get them to do sextortion. They were targeted against military members. Mm. Whoa. And so they would find a military member's profile and start hitting them. Send me a picture. And these young guys would send it. Exactly. Just like you were talking about. Exactly. exactly. Send, they so would send probably naked posing picture. as being wow. women, though. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then they had people on the outside who would go collect the money for them. Wow. We had to start a big task force. It went on, you know, for a couple of years, and we finally were able to break it up and arrest a bunch of people. But... You know, that's an example of how far they will go. Yeah. yeah. They got all day sitting there on their cell phone. Exactly. Nothing but target people. This is something to be aware of. This is a very scary stat. 
Americans send 1.8 million nudes per day. That means that since we started this Red Table Talk, more than 33,000 naked photos have been sent across the country. And check this. Seven out of ten times when strangers swap X-rated pictures on dating apps, the result is someone having a racy photo of a person they'll never meet. 63% of men who had a nude of an ex kept the photo after the breakup. 86% of women expected their partners to have deleted them. Listen, don't even take the photo. Right? <laughs> don't send it, but don't take it. That's a really big thing, though, especially Ever. in this generation. I know, and like, why are people still taking nudes on the phone? It's I don't so stupid. Know. Because I think a lot of people feel like, not me, and you feel like you're sending it to somebody you trust. Absolutely. Well, then you got to, you know, the revenge. Right. Yeah. Or you break up with somebody yeah. and you send them, they were your, oh your boyfriend, girlfriend for two years and you break up and they're mad and they got photos of you. But the rules are different for the them The rules now, are too. different yeah. now. Yeah. Well, thank you, you guys. This was like really, really, really helpful. I learned so helpful. much. I learned a lot. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys. This was great. Thank you. In this day and age with you, I would have taken your cell phone. <laughs> you did and take I would, my cell phone. No, I took it away. I but, know. Yeah. <laughs> I but, remember. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying in this day and age, I would really just get that phone together mm-hmm. so that I would know every, every single, single, thing? single movement <laughs> yeah. on that phone. To join the Red Table Talk family and become a part of the conversation, follow us at facebook.com slash redtabletalk. Thanks for listening to this episode of Red Table Talk Podcast, produced by Facebook Watch, Westbrook Audio, and iHeartRadio. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.